All right, welcome to another edition of the post-game report. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Ben Lieber, and the Vikings lose 34-33 to to the Arizona Cardinals today. And, Ben, we just did Between the Lines earlier that will be on YouTube probably by the time we record this. And I told PA this is my 18th game as an employee working for the Vikings and this by far stings the most. Yeah, man, I feel bad for you because you've, <laughs> you've had a kind of a rough start to your Vikings career with no fans in U.S. Bank Stadium last year, and we've, we're off to a rough start this year. I promise it'll, uh, it'll get much better, but listen, man, um, you know, this one stings a lot, but at the same time, I, I really want to stay positive and look at the the silver linings to this game because I think that there is so much good to come from it we didn't know I didn't know what we're going to have out of this team coming out of preseason especially after the first game with with all the self-inflicted wounds that we had offensively so I still didn't know I didn't know how to assess the rest of the year but after a game like this where you go on the road against a super talented mobile quarterback, and for the most part, you do you do enough to put yourself in a position to win. I think there's a lot to gain from this. Uh, Forty-seven points were scored combined in the first half. It was a shootout today. It was a shootout, and that's all you can ask for. I guess for our offense, just we knew we were playing an Arizona Cardinals offense that could you know run and gun. They're high risk, high reward. And they made a lot of great plays, but we stayed in the game. Kirk Cousins, 22 of 32 today, 244 yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 22 carries, 131 yards. Rashad Hill, though, was probably the player of the game on offense for me. We knew coming into this game that Chandler Jones was coming off a game where he had five sacks. Today he had zero. There, you know, Kirk got some pressure sometimes, but Rashad did what he could to, I guess, put him at bay. Yeah, he did, he did a great job, and, you know, I – I think that's that's the type of play that we've seen out of Rashad when he's had to come in in spot duty as a backup. And we saw last week that we were like, oh, boy, I don't know if he can handle this starting role. But he bounced back, gut check time through the, through the course of the week, and really handled himself well. And, and I want to give you know special props to all those guys up front. I mean, even, even Bradbury. You know, you know, Bradbury stuck out to me because you could see him change his technique from last week to this week. He was sitting back and bending his knees and, and sticking his butt out a little bit more and then using his arms and his arm length so much more than he was last week. He was keeping those guys, after he snapped the ball, away from his chest. They weren't able to get into his chest and into his body and bull rush him back. So within a week, I got to give him credit for just changing his technique and looking comfortable doing it. And... I mean, that's that's what you want out of a player, to be coachable, to be able yeah, to... to be a pro, man. To be a pro, exactly. And just to be able to have a game the way he did and be able to open up holes for Dalvin Cook, I think that, that boded well for this entire offense. And I think if we had to take one positive away from this offense, that is one, that these guys are coachable, they're able to make plays, and our run game is back, especially coming back from last week. But I want to run through uh, the scoring summary real quick. Of course, the Vikings went two plays, 75 yards on the opening drive of the game, 64-yard touchdown to K.J. Osborne. Arizona scores, 15-yard touchdown to D-Hop. It's 14-7, Adam Thielen, touchdown, 7-yard touchdown from Kirk Cousins. And then to start the second quarter off, Cousins, 14-yard touchdown to J.J. Cousins ran the ball a lot today. And on that play, you know, scrambled outside the pocket. Uh, Pat Mahomes-esque type of plays. <laughs> Scrambling <laughs> to your left. Yeah. Easy there, buddy. 
But scrambling to your left, set your feet, knowing you were going to take a hit and then putting a ball on a dime in the end zone. Kirk, I mean, that's that's pretty much all you can ask for him, especially with everything that we have known about Kirk up to this point. You know, I, I think that that's sort of the maddening part about Kirk's game. Um, and I feel it and I hear it from all the fans that I, he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. We mm-hmm. all understand that. But he has the ability. Yep. He has the ability to be more athletic than I think he even gives himself credit for. Yeah. And and we're all we're asking as a fan base is like just do it a little bit more often. <laughs> you know, don't do it once or twice a game. Get away from it. Take some heat from the fans and then come back and do it again. Right. Like that should just be part of your MO. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. And what we saw when when Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator, he really trusted him to bootleg to his left, mm. away from his throwing motion, and he's deadly accurate. Yes. So when he busts out of the pocket, rolls to his left, and then he sees JJ in the end yeah. zone, he put that thing right on the, on the money. money. So the, it's not like he can't roll out to his left. We know that he's good at doing that as well. Yeah, and I mean that leading to that play, I think he had a 28-yard run, and he, he looked athletic. I know we talked about the stanky leg that he had in, in uh, Kansas City. You were like, yeah. no, get out of bounds. And yeah. he got out of bounds he today. Out of bounds. And it was, it was great to see. But since well, Arizona goes on to score 14 straight points, then the Vikings go down. Joseph kicks a 52-yard field goal. It's 23-21 Vikings before the half. And then two plays later, three plays later, Cal Prater, was it Matt Prater? Matt Prater. Matt Prater hits a 62-yard field goal. I'm not, I, want, I don't want to talk about the field goal. I want to talk about the 34 seconds that went in between the Vikings field goal, Calamari's touchdown, and then Prater's 62-yard field goal. Ten, what, ten? The Arizona Cardinals scored 10 points in 34 seconds yeah. right before the half. Like, that That can't happen. No, that, that, that can't happen. And, you know, I think, I think the clock management has been an issue uh for a while now and um you know we we don't really think much of it until all of a sudden you are looking at a precious few seconds left on the clock or those situations and you're like well wait a minute where where could we squeeze out a few extra seconds and and that's one of those moments and those times where you know once again i i i just don't know what i just don't know what we're thinking you know, in some of those situations. So I mean, the one play, Rondo, one play, seventy-three yard touchdown to Rondo. Well, seventy-seven yard touchdown to Rondo Moore. I think what Xavier Woods got just got tangled up on the yeah, back end. You know, I'd have to go back and look at that and see how he became so wide open. But you know, anytime we know we talk about scramble coverage, and you know, the 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 word that we use is you got a plaster, and what that means is you see the first opposite color jersey, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if it's your guy or not. If, if you get twisted up, you see the quarterback scrambling, you find an opposite color jersey, you just go attack him and man him up. And so we had some we had some breakdowns in just that strategy and that technique. And, you know, when you got a guy like Kyler that can see the whole field, he's going to make you pay. Yeah. Well, moving on, we start the second play of the second half with the pick six, Nick Vigil. So to start the game or to start the half, Play number two was really big for us. K.J. Osborne first quarter and then the first, well, third quarter, uh, Nick Vigil. And then the Cardinals score, A.J. Green, a little bubble route. He stiff arms with Shaw Breeland on the sideline. We answer with a 52-yard field goal. Matt Prater kicks a 27-yard field goal with 40, 425 left in the fourth quarter. We drive the ball down the field after going three and out <laughs> and then miss a 37-yard field goal. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, the way you laid it all out there, it was – 
it was as exciting as it is on a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, it was back and forth and big plays and, you know, some plays on defense, you're like, oh, my gosh, how can we do that? Yeah. And they're celebrating and then we come right back and we we have a couple big plays and their fans are thinking the same thing. Yep. You know, I've only been in this stadium a few times, but this was a really fun environment. Yeah. The, the fans were on their feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. They got loud. It was it was chaotic. Um, you know, I you know back to the gameplay. You know, it would not surprise me with the way that Cam Dantzler came in and yeah. had a, a great PBU in the end zone on the third down. That maybe maybe he's going to find his mojo and his swagger back. Maybe that's the play that he needs to push Breland to get more time because we're watching Breland out there, and you know there's there's just a lot of inconsistent play. Yeah, and and so maybe that's the change defensively that you might see going forward. It's just tough that it got to that point, right, where, you know, Cam Dancer had to get in or, you know, Bashab really – I know I know he's playing through an injury right now, but, you know, if you're out there in the field, we're expecting you to be 100%. But there's so many plays that, that affected this loss. I mean, you can go to the missed field goal that, that Greg Joseph uh, missed early in the second quarter. But it, it's just – it's so tough having these positives, taking these positives away and moving forward, still knowing that you lost. Last week to the Bengals, Dalvin Cook fumbles. This week we missed a field goal. So moving forward, how do we build on it and, and come up with the win? Well, moving forward – um, which is all we can do at this point in time. Look, we know that our offense can can run the ball. I, I have a lot more faith and trust in what Kubiak is thinking and with his game plans and their execution. That to me became evident today. KJ, KJ Osborne, tough catch down the stretch last week. Two huge clutch catches on that final drive to give us an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal. That dude can play. That dude is coming to play. We know that we know that Thielen is always good on third down. We know that he's he's great in the in the red zone. Dalvin, let's just hope to God that his right knee tweak that he took on that JJ Watt tackle is is just a tweak, and he's gonna be gonna be fine for the rest of the season. We understand what we got out of him when we get him going downhill. So I feel like we we fixed a lot of the things that were hurting us last week, and the defensively, I think we found a, a budding star in Nick Vigil. Um, not only can he play in space, but he's commanding that defense, took over the green dot linebacker spot, calling out plays on third down to let Kendricks get a tackle for loss. Um, you know, we have tremendous safety play. We, we know that. Xavier Woods comes up big on a, on a, on a ball that was – Kyler Murray's arm kind of got tipped in the air. Uh, and then we got Daniil Hunter, who's, who's Mr. Superman, going out there and, and, and doing whatever he can to, to keep us in these games. So there are a lot of positives. We give up a lot of yards on defense, but I'm, I'm just way more optimistic about the outlook of this team even after this loss. Speaking of this team, Mike Zimmer had a lot to say in his press conference today, or maybe a little, when talking about the 34-33 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Tough, tough loss today. I thought we played uh, very, very hard. I thought, uh, you know, we we made some some good strides in a lot of areas. The penalties were were much better this week. Um, you know, I thought we ran the ball against a, a very stout front pretty well. I thought Cousins played ex- extremely well. Um, you know, defensively, it took us a little while to get uh, adjusted to the helter skelter that they were doing, uh, running 
several guys in, several guys out, men back in, back out. I thought we settled down in the second half and did a much better job there. Um, just gave up a couple big plays that uh, hurt us um, toward the end of the first half, I believe, and then, and then start of the second half. But, um, you know, <clears throat> we still had a chance to win. You know, we're probably two plays away from being 2-0. and So um, we'll just keep grinding, keep fighting, and uh, we'll just keep going from there. Questions? I knew we'd probably have to go for two at some point, but uh, I thought it was too early when we scored. After Osborne's catch uh, setting up the field, did you think about trying to get more yards, or was it four balls in the middle of the field, 37 yarders? Just yeah, ahead? I mean, he hit two 52 yarders or something earlier, right? Um, you know, we won, we won to win the game at the end. Um, you know, we got down there and. Yeah, I thought about all those things, but you know, the, the kid made a 53-yarder last 54, whatever it was last week, to to uh, go into overtime, and uh, you know. You mentioned Kirk playing extremely well. What did you see from him today? He used his legs. Uh, I thought he was accurate. I thought he got the ball out when he needed to. Um, you know, I don't know. Did he have? Did he get sacked once, maybe, or none? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I thought he, I thought he had great command of the offense, put the ball in the right place for you know everybody has some, but I thought he did great today. What have you seen from Osborne, and how has he helped the offense? Um, yeah, he's been you know he made a, gr- a great catch there at the end. Um, you know he got loose on the on the first uh, drive on the first touchdown. Uh, they must have messed up the coverage there or something. But, um, uh, no, he's been improving each and every week. Did anything change with the defense in the second half other than just kind of getting used to that helter-skelter stuff? Well, you know, we we had a couple free runners when we blitzed, and, you know, the quarterback just outran our free guy a couple times. And so, you know, there was a little bit of catch-22 to you pressure this guy and make sure that who's ever on the outside is wide enough to corral him. Um, but, but we did make some changes uh, as far as some of the calls we made, some of the, some of the coverage adjustments we made as well. Is there that could have been done differently on that fourth down where he just kind of runs backward? And no, you know, he, he did that last week against Tennessee too. So, um, you know, it was one of those deals where uh, you're trying to create something to happen. You're hoping that you get a, you know, a short throw. And uh, he just drifted back. So, Mike, what was the thought process on that squib kick instead of just letting it go out the end zone? Um, trying to run some time off the clock. Did you think you had that fumble at the end of the first half where Vigil had it, but then was out of bounds? Yeah, I think they reviewed it. Um, he had one foot in. He had the ball, so I don't know what what you know what they called there. Plays from this one to ask about, but that 77 yarder, what did you see there in terms of leaving Rondale Moore kind of wide open? Yeah, we, we kind of busted that coverage. Um, it was just a mistake, and we changed it after after that. What did you see on uh, Vigil's interception there? Um, he was in underneath zone, and uh, they were running a stop route to the slot, and he just made a good play on the ball. What can you say about uh, uh, Patrick Peterson's play in the first two games for you? Yeah, I thought he did really well today. Um, 
you know, I don't remember many catches on him uh, today. Uh, same as last week. You know, he's he's a good pro. Um, you know, we didn't help him all that much. You know, so he's he played well. Like Glad we have him. Um, it seemed like Bashad injured his back. Was is that what he was grabbing at? Today? I think it was he tight. He had tight back or something. How did you like that? Just kind of mixing him and out with, with Dantzler. How did you think that worked? And just the coverage opposite Patrick Peterson. Uh, well, Dantzler practiced a lot better this week. Um, you know, I think uh, you know maybe him being inactive last week made it made of made him understand that you know he's got to do better. And so it was good. He made a play in the end zone there. Uh, on the third down play, um, you know, I think he missed the tackle too. So, got to keep. He's got to keep grinding. Right, Michael. Overall, your thoughts on, on the kicker? Uh, like you said, he's had some big kicks, but he's also this is a yeah. Um, I felt good about that kick. You know, I know he missed the extra point earlier and kind of kind of like that, but. Um, you know he's he's been kicking good. We're indoors, you know it's perfect surface. I'm thinking you know this this should be an easy one here. Um, so my thoughts on him are, um, you know he's just got to continue to try to be more more consistent. Yeah, I mean he's, he's know, the kind of personality. It, it, that it, can you, you shouldn't. I don't think you should make a decision today on things like that when. Uh, you know, you don't. I don't think you make decisions on personnel of right after a guy misses a kick. Good. You mentioned being uh, two plays away from two and zero. How frustrating is that? You know that you guys are right there. Well, I think today was encouraging, honestly, about the way the the way the heart that we played with today and the fight that we played with today. Um, if we play like that, we'll win a lot of games. Uh, you know, they may all come down like this, like the last two have. But um, as long as we do that and we keep fighting and keep trying to get better, and keep working together and sticking together as a football team, then you know I think we got a chance. You know, the, the thing that's encouraging to me, you know, we talked about, you know, we we haven't done it yet, but you know, defensively we play pretty darn good except for two big plays last week. Um, offensively, we played outstanding today. Um, we made some plays on defense. We, we gave up a couple big plays again today, which we got to correct. Um, but th- that proved to me that we have a chance to be a really good football team. Just going out there today and the way we fought, the way we came back, the way we handled adversity, the way that we sucked it up and when we needed to, um, you know, the sacks by Hunter were big at the time. So, um, you know, and, and we have been lining up in some different defenses, so we're trying to, you know, work through some of those adjustments as well. Fighting through something there at the end. At the end, did you guys just decide? Dalvin Cook. Obviously, yeah. I did. did uh, do you guys just decide a healthy Madison was a better option at that point? No, he or? just no, he just got a little ankle ankle sprain. So you know, there was times when he'd be in, times when he'd be out. It's tough to have a positive yet informed conversation after a loss. So final thoughts just for this team heading home to face a Seattle Seahawks team. That's not looking at the same as a 0 2 team. No, and the, and they shouldn't. You know, they're going to turn on the tape and they're going to say, "Hey, man, that's a that's a defensive line that knows how to rush the rush the passer, even a mobile quarterback." And um, so they're going to be taking some notes on that. 
Look, I, I think Kyler Murray is way more explosive than, uh, than Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is a little smarter. He's going to take care of the football a little bit more. He's going to make better decisions. So I think, if anything, this was a tremendous test for us as we go into next week. And, uh, you know, all things being equal as far as injuries go, like I mentioned with Dalvin, I, I feel really good about our chances at home with our fans against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that game also. We know last year when we were in Seattle with no fans, we lost 27 to 26. That, that's probably the last game that, that stings me up until this point. So I'm sure Mike Zimmer, who always I feel like has a good game plan for uh, Russell Wilson, at least, you know, getting pressure on him. I think that will come into effect next week even with the 12th man that U.S. Bank Stadium has. Ben Lieber, always a pleasure talking to you. I know the Audible will be talking a little bit more next week. That, is, that airs on KFAN at 6.30 p.m. and on Fox 9 on Friday at 10.30 p.m. So, Vikings fans, make sure you tune in. We'll have a special player host for that. Um, but moving forward, this Vikings team, they have to learn. They have to bounce back. And I think once we get a win, once we understand and learn how to win with this new-look Vikings team, I think that will be the start of something great for the Purple. Well, with that said, Ben Lieber, like I said, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So for yourself, my name is Gabe Henderson, and this is the Vikings Post Game Report.